So I was getting ready for bed and doing my wind down routine, taking my bath, listening to a podcast, and I just had these thoughts, like realizations pop up while I was listening to this podcast. So I'm getting ready for bed, but I want to just get this out of my head and I feel like it's important to share. So that's what's going to be in this episode tonight. The podcast is called Human Design, Becoming Who You Came Here to Be, and it's with the host Jenna Zoe. It's a really good podcast. I suggest listening to it. But this episode was basically talking about your inner authority and listening to that very wise inner authority that we have all been given. Now, this is something that I've talked about a lot with like my experience being raised in Mormonism and how Mormonism is just my personal example, but Christianity in general tends to take something that you are naturally born with and sell it back to you, right? So like this idea that you are born with this inner authority A great example is how Mormonism tells you that you're not born with it and you have to become worthy through their process and they call it the Holy Ghost. Other religions may call it the gift of the spirit, whatever. And this is a huge issue that I take with religion in particular. And there's lots of other organizations and cult-like systems that also do this in many other ways too. But listening to this podcast, she was giving examples of how you can tap into your inner authority and basically discover it and become reattuned to listening to it. She was discussing how this is like the one universal truth, this inner authority, that all humans are born into equal circumstances with. Now, There are a variety of privileges when it comes to your human life and whether the people around you support you in listening to your inner authority or not, or whether you're taught about what it is from a logistics standpoint or not. But what she was saying was that each of us are born with that ability, that we each are given this inner authority that will help guide us and show us the best way to be living our human life. And really that the best way to get in touch with this part of yourself is through practicing listening to it and exploring, trying things out, trying things on, and really listening to what your personal interests are, using your hobbies and the things that feel like play to guide you to using your inner authority in an incredibly unique way. And basically she was talking about this example of a brain surgeon and how there's a difference between a brain surgeon who just goes in and he uses his medical knowledge to perform brain surgery versus a brain surgeon who uses his medical knowledge, but in addition to that, when he's in that situation, starts listening to that inner authority, that inner guidance to guide him to making even wiser decisions that may not be textbook answers he could find. And how a brain surgeon like that 
would be recognized as a much better brain surgeon. And this actually got me thinking about a story growing up Mormon that we heard quite often. And I might have the names mixed up because honestly, it has been a long enough time now that I have not been thinking about Mormon things and remembering the Mormon lore that I might have the names mixed up, but the story still stands. Yeah, okay. I actually had to just go and Google it to make sure I was getting the story right. So it is Russell M. Nelson, and it says that he and fellow researchers developed um, the first heart-lung machine. Um, And this supported the first ever human open-heart surgery. And then Nelson himself was the first surgeon in Utah to perform open-heart surgery um, in his with this technology so this was obviously like a huge success story in mormonism right and the way this story is told is like wow look at this prophet of god who even in his youth was practicing using the spirit of god to guide him in his human endeavors right it was lauding Russell Nelson for being such a good human being that he was close enough to God to receive this inspiration that has changed humankind. And this got me thinking about another man who has also changed humankind. Now, this person is the author of a widely lauded book called The Body Keeps the Score. And this is a psychiatrist, um, author and researcher, obviously, named um, Dr. Vanderkolk. Now, this is a very old book at this point. And this book is accumulation of this psychiatrist's research and life's work. He did a lot of research and development in memory, PTSD, and specifically with veterans. Now that we live in a modern day and age, this book has kind of been canceled due to its author kind of being canceled. So Dr. Vanderkolk was accused of several hostile work environment cases, as well as some possible abuse cases, both with patients and with fellow co-workers. So this widely used and accepted book for years and years And it really was like some founding work for the PTSD movement is now canceled or at least isn't as widely accepted. This was a book that I was required to read back in college as I was um, getting my marriage and family therapy degree and working in the human sciences and human development. Even when I read this book back then, it was shocking. The examples that he uses are not for the faint of heart, nor do I agree with them, thus why this book was canceled. Dr. Vanderkolk wrote from a perspective and tone that sided with the abuser over the victim. Now, that being said, I did learn a lot from that book, from having to read it and having to try and figure out what was so important and valuable in his PTSD research. 
as he really was kind of considered a pioneer in this field. And yes, though his writing and his tone and his perspective on the research is totally horrible and not to be sided with, that doesn't necessarily mean that the research in and of itself should be completely discarded. At least that's my personal opinion. Because I did find a lot of benefit from understanding the way in which the brain works. Now, there are many other places to learn these things. I actually suggest, if you're interested in this kind of thing, a great book to read instead of The Body Keeps Score is When the Body Says No. And this is um, by Dr. Gabor Mate. Also not a human that I would probably be friends with. <laughs> and I also think he has some questionable, questionable statements um, and opinions. But the book is written, I think, from a much more neutral perspective. But all of this has gotten me thinking and really begs the question, does a person need to be a, quote, good person in order to receive inspiration and put inspirational things out into the world. I think a lot of us are conditioned through our westernized Christian-based culture to believe that everything is either good or bad, right or wrong. We have a very black and white thinking culture here in the United States especially. And that serves many purposes, one of which I believe is to keep us content in not pushing past the boundaries that are set. Just as in the example of the body keeps the score and when the body says no, in my opinion, the research contained within those two books is pretty much the same conclusion. It comes to the same conclusion. It's, it's similar research enough. The way in which the authors get there, completely different. And yes, that does matter. Tone matters, perspective matters. But if you take this same idea back to the example of the Mormon prophet, Russell M. Nelson, for many Mormons, they see his accomplishments as a heart surgeon due to his being a good, God-inspired person. Me, being an ex-Mormon, I see him now as the opposite. I see him as a terrible person who is enforcing terrible, racist, homophobic, misogynistic ideals into the world. And even more specifically, upon his own people who revere him and follow him. Now, again, back to our question. Do you need to be a, quote, good person in order to be receiving beneficial inspiration. And I really don't think you do. I think that's why we see so many people who are able to abuse their power or abuse their gifts or talents. People who have beautiful gifts and could choose to use them for the benefit of the world and instead choose to use them selfishly. Usually that means to the detriment of those around them. This does not mean that these humans were not intended to come here and use those gifts in a positive, world-benefiting way. 
or that they still could if they wanted to. But I do think it's important to realize and recognize that firstly, we should take everything with a grain of salt. Everything you hear, everything you know, could be changed upside down in a second, in a flash. And that's exactly what happened to me coming out of the Mormon cult. Everything I knew to be so good and so right was flipped on its head. And I saw the terrible, disgusting things that Mormonism was doing, that I was blind to, because I was choosing to see things in a black and white way. Now this brings us back to the idea of inner authority. Like I said, it's this idea of taking everything with a grain of salt. And that can feel like the world is a really scary place then. How can we ever know? This is why it is so vital, and in my opinion, so, so important, that we learn to seek out and become best buds with our own inner authority. What is right and good and best for you may not be how anyone else around you feels is good and best and right. And even when you are lacking the support of the people that you think you trust the most, you need to be able to trust yourself more. And like I said, Mormonism aside, Christianity aside, our Western culture, our United States culture, has taught us to be reliant on the information given to us, on the boundaries set around us and the rules that are set for us. And it keeps us from doing that really deep and intricate exploration of what we feel in our gut to be the path for us. It's also the thing that keeps us so judgmental of the humans around us who are choosing to follow different paths. And this is why I feel like understanding this concept is the first step in entering into a better and more beautiful world and a better and more beautiful life for yourself. It starts with the individual. It starts individualistically. Finding that power from within yourself and expressing it, acting upon it, experimenting with it, getting to know your inner authority is what has you out in the world more authentically as yourself is what encourages the people around you when they see you acting from a place of inner authority to do the same thing for themselves. That is how you change the world. That is how you make this world a safer, more loving and kind place. There is a lot going on in the world right now. If you feel like you wish you could do something, a great place to start is with yourself. Work on getting to know that inner authority inside of you. The more that you can learn to act upon it, I promise you the better world you are going to be living in. So just some bedtime thoughts for me. You're probably not listening to this at bedtime. I'm going to go get cozy for the night. I will see you at the next episode.